Hello and welcome to the Product Coach Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey to explore the domain of product management and becoming a successful product manager. You can get access to the latest articles and podcasts on productcoach.net. Episode 18, Starting a New Product Manager Role. The product manager's job duties cover identifying customer needs and growth opportunities, having awareness of market direction and competition, growing the market share, providing management updates, working closely with sales and frontline teams to bring new products to market, servicing customer requests, formulating the product pricing, and having an oversight on operations and the fulfillment process, and at the same time having a strong technical understanding of the product. Starting a new role is exciting, and while everyone has their own way to get themselves acquainted and soaked into the new job, here at the Product Coach podcast, we outline a couple of approaches for consideration. These approaches essentially are a series of tasks which a product manager should get familiar with. And these tasks will get you up to speed fairly quickly and will help you zero in on some of the areas which you should focus on to meet the expectations of your new role. So starting off, it's all about getting to know the product at your new company. When coming into a new role, It's crucial to understand that the previous established vision for the product is something you have to work with. Over time, you will probably be able to outline your own product vision. Sometimes you may not even be able to change the vision very early into the role. It makes sense to validate if the existing product vision is still valid. The product manager can initiate a discovery exercise with the stakeholders to establish what is working well and what needs to be fine-tuned. This discovery exercise is a great time for you to reconnect on the product vision and to ask the brave question if the product is still delivering on its goals and its vision. Another key aspect of understanding your product is to really go through the product backlog. Look through the product backlog and start curating it with inputs from other team members to gauge what's important for the immediate sprints which lie ahead. While you may take a bit more time to formulate your own view on the validity of these user stories, you should at the same time also seek to understand how many sprints are likely to be planned and funded for during the financial year. This will be a factor in identifying what must be done during the course of the year. With those specific user stories, you should also be familiar with the user experience of the products. Get familiar with the product's user journeys. If something does not look right to you and if you don't like what you see, then you should call it out and understand why exactly a journey was designed in a specific way. You should start to know your business a bit more and how your customers will logically navigate through the user journeys based on their jobs to be done. In the end, implement the user journeys which make the most practical sense. A great user journeys will drive platform adoption. Test out the user experience with a control group if you have doubts and work closely with the user experience design team to try out different user journeys. Once you get settled into the role, you should spend some time in getting acquainted with the use cases of the products which you manage. Know what problems are being solved. It's very easy to get swayed by building bells and whistles which no one is going to use. Every requirement, every user story or enhancement request should ideally be part of a larger epic which is aimed at bringing a certain value to the user. The latest and the greatest of technologies are not always required to solve customer problems. Investigate further as to why some technologies are being used if there is no use case for it. If there are backlog items which have no details, then consider dropping them. All in all, familiarity of the use cases and the problems which you are solving will tightly connect your product 
to its customers. Know what your product can and cannot do. Products are not meant to be everything to everyone. There will always be things that the product can't do and you should find out about this as you will be asked at some point why the product doesn't have a specific feature. The product manager should be clear on what the product cannot do and address the conversation with an approach of finding out why the feature is required and indicate if this will be available, if at all, at a future point in time or propose an alternative approach to achieve what the missing feature would have delivered. The third area which you should be looking at as you get into your new role is to master the art of communicating everything and everything about the product to its stakeholders. Start owning the narrative of your product as you get deeper into the role. A product manager owns the narrative of the product and should believe in the narrative. It's important to closely understand how the product is being used, what the value is. If you're happy with the existing narrative and the rest of the organization has embraced it, you may want to take a pause on changing the narrative until you have good reason to do so. Drive the visibility of the product through the organization with regular communication. We can't emphasize this enough. The more communication you have, the more visibility you have with your senior stakeholders. This will introduce you to stakeholders who will keep the product's achievements top of mind. There are various metrics which could be communicated apart from revenue and profitability. Some of the popular metrics are platform use, platform user adoption, user customer satisfaction metrics, platform ecosystem metrics, investments and return metrics versus the business plan. Make yourself accessible to regular training sessions to all your stakeholders. Get in front of the frontline team and arrange multiple training and masterclasses. It's a common assumption that the customer facing teams know enough about your products. The truth is with so much churn going on across the organization and so many products being sold and managed, it's very easy for customer service and sales teams not to have every single aspect of your product top of mind. Engage with them regularly and effective engagement will breed a useful ground for you to actually get access to what clients are thinking about your products. It's the effective way to get feedback from the front line on the issues they are facing. Now, as part of your role in product management, one of the things you do have to do is to always protect the product. You need to protect the product from external factors which may bring it down. So be compliant to laws, regulations as they change all the time. If you are in a highly regulated industry, it's worthwhile to review the product in light of the latest regulations and industry best practices. If there are gaps, the next thing to do is to put an immediate plan in place to ensure that compliance. Protect your company through a review of the various legal documents and the terms and conditions which you give out to your customers. For example, in the last few years, data privacy has been at the forefront. All the global multinational companies have been reviewing their data privacy statements. Companies have refreshed the legal documents from time to time as per the local laws as and when required. So make a check on what customer and personal data you are storing, for example, and what are the implications from a data privacy perspective and include that into your refreshed legal terms and conditions and various customer facing documents. Another great area for you to focus on to protect your firm is to review the existing vendor contracts that are in place with your vendors and get access to the service level records of your vendors and the pricing schedules. 
The previous product manager has now left the organization. Everyone's going to be looking to you to give that input on what is actually happening with the vendor relationships. So you need to take ownership of those vendor contracts, which may have been executed well before you joined the company. So you need to know what are your obligations in those contracts. You need to know when these contracts expire. You need to know how your contracts are priced. Another great thing about working with vendors is you can also learn from vendors. So it's quite important for you to also figure out what is the vendor's product roadmap and how does their product roadmap marry in with what you want to achieve in your organization. So a great thing to do is to call up your vendors, introduce yourselves and start a fresh relationship. If the previous relationship was a bit sour, well, you can make amends, you can set the terms of engagement, you can now bring a new face into that relationship and a lot of energy into that conversation. So keep a note of all the vendor contacts, know when those contracts are expiring and start planning to engage your vendors in a more collaborative win-win kind of scenario. The dollars and cents of your product, you need to know it by heart. Know how much you're spending every year to keep the platforms or your products up and running and how much you've been investing every year. One of the main objectives of a product manager is to drive down the cost of delivery by challenging vendors and engineering regularly. Look for the alternative solution providers to compare and contrast capabilities and pricing. This will allow you to have meaningful and hard impactful conversations with these service providers if you know exactly what the alternative costs are, right? The only way you can get alternative costs is by engaging other vendors to figure out exactly what and how other services are being priced. It may not be an apples to apples kind of, kind of comparison, but it does give you more information. You don't then have to take uh, a particular price which is being offered to you at face value. Whether it's an internal cost or an external cost, you now have some additional data points where you can now have a more impactful conversation by saying, hey, look, these prices are out of whack. You know, Look at what I have on the spreadsheet over here. This is what someone else could charge me for the same service or the same product. Know how much revenue your product is bringing in and what is driving that revenue base. Perhaps it's a specific segment or an industry within your particular product sales portfolio. It's always useful to know who is bringing the money home to you. Along with that, do a historical analysis on how the product line revenue has performed over the year. Make sure there's an understanding of what the cyclical effects are for the particular product. Make sure you understand why a product has done well in a particular year, why it has probably gone off and fallen below the expected targets. Also, look at your customer acquisition and the attrition and the user activity on your platform and tie it back in with the revenue. That might give you some insights. That might tell you exactly what's going well, what's not going well, what areas you need to focus on. Address the bottlenecks in your product as early as possible. Every product has an Achilles heel. It could be in the selling and distribution process. It could be in operations. It could be in, say, some form of payment processing or a finance function, or it could be in the delivery, customer service, implementation marketing or something else. It's quite common that during a product launch, some things are never done properly and not completely executed. So there could be some loose ends out there. If someone else has built the product, maybe the person did not finish what they wanted to start. You need to figure out what those loose ends are and try and fix those loose ends because these loose ends could be causing revenue leakage and your customers may be exiting. It may not be happening today, but if those loose ends are not addressed very well, so in the next six months or 12 months, you may suddenly be caught off guard thinking, why is my product performance now slightly below what I was anticipating? Well, another part of being successful as a product manager is to build sustaining relationships with those who support 
support the product. Meet and call everyone in the organization who works on your product across all divisions. Introduce yourself and set time aside for deeper dives. Find out how you can help them and what can be done better. You will spend more time, obviously, with engineering, sales, and marketing as these are the main supporting pillars who will essentially drive the delivery of your product to market. But don't ignore the other teams as well who are behind the scenes providing support to your product. Show everyone that you're a team player and that you are appreciative of everyone's contributions on the product. Your ability to slowly build on your circles of influence within this new organization will go a long way in building the trust and support which you need to move things along. There is a lot to do when starting a new role and the first few months are going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. I can tell you right now that a new job in product management in a new organization, especially if you do not have much experience, is going to be hard. There are a lot of new people to meet. There are a lot of new things, processes, and things about the product which you need to understand and get up to speed for. There's a lot of reading. And there's a lot of networking. However, what we have shown you in this podcast should at least give you a framework to think about areas where you want to focus on, perhaps in your first 30 days or first 60 days, to increase your knowledge and increase your level of confidence by networking right through the organization so that you now have a sound and a solid base to go out there and put your best foot forward and execute, execute, and execute extremely well. There are things which you will not like as you speak to other people in the organization. Other stakeholders may have had a bad experience experience with the previous product manager. They may give you negative feedback. They may talk about negative things about your product. That doesn't matter. You're here to help them. You're here to help them get things right. You're here to bring the best out of the product and you're here to now shepherd the product through a new phase of growth. So don't be too upset about all the negativity which you might receive. It's not a personal attack. It is just a factual representation of a product which perhaps is not doing that well. Hopefully, the products you're going to be managing don't have a negative aura around them and it's always been a smooth sailing kind of a scenario. So I wish you all the best in your new role. This is the time when you start a new job. This is the time for you to listen and absorb and no one is going to actually put you in a really odd situation in your first 60 days or the first 30 days you're on the job. So this is the time for you to listen and absorb. You don't need to promise any outcomes to anyone. You just need to take it all in and then go away, take your time, plan things out, figure out your plan of attack, and then come back to these stakeholders and share your plan, your vision, tell them what you found out, tell them why things don't work, tell them what you think could be done better, involve them into that process, and then start this journey collaboratively together to deliver a compelling product proposition and to drive extreme profitability for your product. Congratulations on your new role, and thank you for listening to the Product Coach Podcast.